0: Hello, magic seekers. You are listening to the Little Scraps of Magic podcast, where you're invited to journey to the depths of your soul in search of pleasure, peace, truth, and grit. Here, you'll go within as you listen to conversations, meditations, and life lessons that will guide you back to your power, help you regulate your nervous system, and remind you that magic is real. I'm your host, Steph Traska, a life and embodiment coach energy worker, mom of two crazy little boys, and at my core, a wild earth goddess. Whether you're in an energetic space of power and joy, or you're feeling shattered and stuck, it's my mission to nourish you back to your divine wholeness so that you step into your day and life with deep trust and an open heart. Now take a cleansing breath and open yourself up to receive today's Little scrap of magic.
1: Anything you want to do, will see it start looking all the way? Up. We've got all the time. Let's find a better view.
0: Hello, loves, and welcome to my first interview style episode here on the podcast today. I am so honored and excited to welcome one of my dearest friends, Kelly McEntee. She is the Founders Coach, which is a mindset coach for life and business. She lives in Mankato, Minnesota with her husband, PJ, and her two kids, Everett and Lucy. So before I dive into all of the magic that we are going to cover with Kelly, I wanted to share a little story about how she and I met. So it was a couple of years ago. And if you listen to my first couple of episodes here on the podcast, I shared a bit about how a lot of things in my life changed after I had my son Everett two and a half years ago. Everything in my life that had fit, everything that had gone smoothly, everything I thought I understood sort of ceased. It just kind of stopped. And so I found myself feeling so stuck, so lost, so stagnant. And my friend and mentor, Emma Hicks, who is the founder of an amazing community called Camp Climb in New Liberty, Iowa. She was hosting her annual Camp Climb retreat. And while I was only, I think, four months postpartum with Everett, while I was weeping most of my days, there was something inside of me that told me I had to go to this Camp Climb that I had to finally meet my friend and mentor Emma in person, and that I had to connect with all of the other women who were going to be at this camp, who were ready to expand and to be cracked open, vulnerable, and connect with themselves and with each other. And so (laughs) the day before the camp started, I decided I'm going. I hopped in my car. I drove the eight hours, not really knowing what would await me, but trusting completely in the universe and the plan. And I don't know exactly the moment that I met Kelly McEntee, but the moment I do remember that it will stand out to us both is this. It was a very hot end of summer, and some of the women at this camp climb had elected to stay in the Girl Scout Camp Lodge. And when I say Girl Scout Camp Lodge, I mean it. We were sleeping on very those thin little mattress pads uh, <laughs> right on top of like a hard wooden bed. It was part of the charm, though, I have to tell you. So some of us had elected to stay inside of this air-conditioned lodge and (laughs) sleeping with 20 other women in the same room. Others had elected these cabins that were smaller and you only had a roommate or two, but they had no air conditioning. And Kelly was one of the women who was staying in the non-air-conditioned cabins. I was one of the women staying in the air-conditioned lodge. And Kelly and I just talking, she had mentioned just how hot it was in those cabins. It was, this was after the first night, so we'd already stayed a night there. And I was like, you know, I have an empty bunk right above me. No one's sleeping on it. Why don't you just come and sleep with me tonight? <laughs> and Kelly grabbed my hand with no words. We just shared one of those knowing looks and smiles. And from that moment on, we were very fast friends. So she, you know, came into the bunk that night, slept on the top bunk, and the rest is history. So if you can't already tell, I am more than excited to have Kelly here on the podcast and even more excited for you to get to hear her story and learn about her and what she does in this world. Like I mentioned, she is the Founders Coach, which is a mindset coach for life and business. And more than that, she is a creator. She is the founder of her life, and you're going to learn a little bit more about what that means when we crack into it. But she is a manifester in human design, much like myself, so we'll dive into a little bit about that and really just get a feel for what it means to embody the things that you want to be in the world, what it means to think about something and then put it into action. So welcome, Kelly. I am so glad to have you here.
1: Hello. Thank you. And I feel like I'm blushing with that introduction. That was lovely.
0: Isn't it lovely hearing about yourself through somebody else, you know, like hearing someone talk about you?
1: It is. It is. And it's also like there's still this smidge of discomfort that comes with such a flattering introduction, but I'm working on that too. Like, just like, thank you. That was beautiful. (laughs)
0: Yeah, well, I feel Mm -hmm. like you really are working on stepping into your power and your magical energy. One of the first things I want to talk about now, having you as a guest on this podcast, there is no shortage of magical things. You and I being friends and entrepreneurs and moms, I know we have so much in common. And anyone who's listening who is into human design, you may have heard me mention Manifestor at the beginning of this episode. So Kelly and I are both manifestor design types within human design which means that we love to initiate things we have creative urges and not to brag but we can effortlessly bring about huge movements with little effort or at least it like looks like little effort from the outside right And so while there's no shortage of topics to cover, the first thing, Kelly, that I want to bring to awareness and have you share with our listeners is about your latest project and creation, which is your magazine. Can you tell us more about Founder?
1: Yes, I'd love to. So Founder is a magazine that literally, I say it's like an idea that plopped on my lap. It's not even just like this cute idea that came to me. like landed in my lap and it's like I held my hands up and thought oh my gosh what do I do with this I have to do something with this and I see you have the book big magic in the background and that's how I really felt about this idea of this magazine coming in because the premise of the book is ideas are circulating all around us like are you going to be the one open to receive it and be the one to carry it through because no matter what somewhere, this magazine, this concept, this idea is going to be brought to life. Are you going to be the one to carry the torch with it? And for this magazine, that was really it. It was like my biggest revelation or owning of that message. And so it started with this just by chance conversation, hearing someone say, like they introduced themselves as I am the founder of and they named their business. And then as one of my coaching clients, she came back to me on a coaching call and said someday i want to say i am the founder of and that really stuck with me and i loved that and it was all while that i was in this period of time of really deepening into how i help people and for a while i was calling myself the quit your job coach which was fun and it worked for a little bit but it had me really look at the economic times too like Talking about quitting your job isn't maybe what feels really great for people like it did two, two years ago. So this, this idea of founder, I really landed into that. And then from there, built out a small DIY program, journaling experience that helps people identify what they are going to be the founder of. And from there, my wheels started turning. of like, this has to get in front of more people. And I'm not sure how, but I know it needs to be in front of more people. Um, so there's this, this idea that the volume needs to grow for it. And so then as ideas happened, it, they, it all just sort of came to me and evolved. And the idea of a digital magazine came to life. Like, who doesn't love to talk about their business? who doesn't love the opportunity to be in the spotlight, to share about what they are creating. And so I wanted to create this vessel of space for people to do that while also letting it be an invitation for readers to be inspired and empowered by hearing not just like this is my business and this is what I do, but why is your business here? What is this really serving and what is your story behind that? It's like, the grit behind the founder. And that is long story, kind of how founder came to life and what it is. And bigger than that too, I feel like it's this it's creating an organic sense of community and connection. Because that's another thing with being a founder is it's a very isolating experience at times. But I have found since I've stepped away from my job and into my business, like I've met you. I've met my best friends through this experience and I think that's just so fun and so it's a way of like connecting people to other people who get it who get their ideas who get all that comes with being what is a founder oh
0: I love that so much for so many reasons but one of the things that comes to mind and again why you're such a great fit to be on this podcast is you know little scraps of magic is all about finding and creating magic in your life, making moments count, making your desires count. And that is completely what you do as a creator. Like you are a creative creator and you make things, but you're a conscious creator of your life too. And this magazine founder is such a beautiful example of that. Um, It's like sticking the, you know, when someone summits a mountain, I imagine they Mm -hmm. still do this. I don't know. I've never summited like a major mountain, but I think I think they put a flag at the top when yeah. they there to be like i summited this like i fucking climbed i worked hard and I saw beautiful amazing things I saw hard things i probably cried and sweat on my way to summiting to the top and i'm planting this flag here as this proclamation of what i did and so <laughs> hearing you talk about founder and who it's for and how it spotlights people who are creating magic in their lives who are founding things that matter to them. I just had this visual of that, like this little mountain climber kind of coming to the top. And and we need more of that because I talk about this in episode one, the first, of obviously the first episode <laughs> of this podcast of conventional schools, you know, schools in the U.S. and probably other places as well. We are so conditioned and trained to follow the rules, to stay inside the lines, to raise your hand before you speak, You know, it doesn't really empower us to be really creative and to take risks and to think outside the box. And your movement, what you're creating, is giving people that opportunity to celebrate themselves and to celebrate each other when they do those things, when they do take the risk, when they do step outside the lines.
1: Yeah, I love that, too. And that's talking about celebrating each other. Like, there's intentionality behind the magazine, too, of like, Having it start how it is of of in the magazine I feature a five zero seven founder that's my area code and then a Minnesota or a Midwest founder depending on each issue and then what I'm calling an and beyond founder, somebody anywhere in the nation or world. But the intentionality behind bringing it back to local, like the pride of Minnesota, the pride of the Midwest is that exact thing. Is there so much pride that I have seen from people and that I want to celebrate? And I think too, like that's kind of some of the strategy even behind this magazine is like when we're proud of one another, we share. There's so much shareability that comes with this too in so many ways. Like people get to be excited and own that they're being celebrated like oh my gosh look at I'm featured in this magazine and in doing so then that brings eyes to more people the rest of the people that are featured in the magazine as well and I want to touch on too how you talked about the visual of climbing the summit and planting the flag I love that and that's how I truly feel like having put this first issue out and there's more to come they're going to be bi-monthly but I have such a strong sense of pride like I've never had in anything I've created before of like, yes, this is it. And how you talked about the manifester way of living of like we have this way of making things look effortless. There was a lot of mental work I had to do behind the scenes of putting this together because of that exact statement that I would hear from people of like, wow, you just put this together in no time. You made it like you you just whipped this together. There was a lot of comments like that that I heard from people that, you know, had I not done the work, I'm mean, air quoting the work of my own mental mindset piece. Those comments used to stop me from creating. But you being a manifester, you get it. Um, you know, it's like what you see is not all that happened. And it's so ironic. I'm in this mentorship program that is led by a woman who is a manifester. And I'm also in this other mentorship space that is led by a person who is not a manifester. And I shared with the manifester mentor how she reflected in a call both on the same day. She said, this is a huge project that Kelly has been working on for such a long time. And I'm so excited. And she was really celebrating the depths of which this project was created from and then on the other side of things in this other space I was in on the exact same day I heard a person reflect back i'm just amazed at how quick you put this together and here it is out in the world and so with this manifestor mentor i noted the contrast of the comments of like you're celebrating this big feat that happened and on the flip side i'm hearing like wow this happened so fast And it's exactly what you said in the beginning of this conversation, Stephanie, is like, there's what the world sees on the outside is like the quick, fast action. But they don't see literally all that was 2023 of what felt like this like stagnant energy and this figuring out within my life and in my business that like something got to change. Something feels off kilter and I need to take the time to sort it out. And so really how this magazine seems like it came to life, it it wasn't necessarily a snap of the fingers, but it was a whole lot of deep beneath the surface sorting out things. And then once the answer got locked in, then it goes, then it, it accelerates, and then it goes quickly. So that's just been my experience of putting this out there too, of like, this has become a deepening of allowing and trusting the process.
0: I love that. So I would love to talk more about that because I shared in the last couple of episodes about my own experience with feeling stuck, feeling like, gosh, things aren't working anymore. Things are no longer in alignment. And mm-hmm. all that requires a lot of surrender from us, right? It allow- It requires us to let go of and release these things that perhaps once worked really well for us and made us feel like we were flying high and we were really successful. And 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 then you described it as this feeling of being really stuck and stagnant, right? And so I'm sure listeners can probably identify with that. You know, this is a podcast for women who are seeking to live in their fullest expression, who are seeking to bring magic into their lives, who are seeking to feel really powerful. And so often I think we wanna skip over that part where we feel stuck, we feel down so that we can get to the next little scrap of magic, the next great big thing that we're going to do that we're going to birth. But it sounds like on your journey to creating Founder, and I'm sure in many other creations and things that you've brought into the world, there has been a period of rest or there has been what might look like from the outside, this like downfall where nothing's really going on. So would you talk more about what that felt like being in that stuck place, maybe how long it lasted, how you knew you were in it, and then how you knew you were going to emerge out of it because it's just such an important conversation that more of us need to be having.
1: If I'm going to be like so honest, I would say it's been a year. So I'm actually, it's just, it's funny that this conversation is coming up today because I, this morning spent some time auditing my marketing, which is a really fun exercise. Um, And I went back to asking myself, when did it feel like things were working? And what was I saying? What was I doing? Really looking back at those posts and like, who was I talking to? And that sort of stuff. And in my memory, I remember last July, really feeling in my groove and feeling really good and maintaining that. And then sometime in October, I had my highest revenue month in my business. And yet I hated how I felt as a human being. I hated it. And that's what led to me reaching out to a specific coach I had been following because I shared with her just that. I did really great work this last year it got to a point where it did not feel good. And I want both. I want both, both and. I want to feel really good and see the results of that. And so it took this discomfort of noticing and being aware of, sure, that was a really great month. But also I felt like garbage. I was tense all the time. I was having this chasing feeling. It didn't feel like it naturally just came. And so it's like in working with her and working through that, business kind of, like, things were still going and moving in my business, but they weren't accelerating. So there's this expectation versus reality. Like, my expectation was we just grow, 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 grow. And the reality was like, I was plateauing, which for me felt like it. what was happening is I was firming up my foundation. Like, I had to look in the mirror and in coaching sessions with my coach that I was working with, of getting really clear on why is, why is this happening? What is going on? And things came up around capacity. I had to get really clear with myself of what is my capacity. Like you shared in the beginning of the call, I have two kids. And that's not to say you cannot grow your business and raise kids. But it's like there there was this point in this last year where there was a lot of getting used to being a mom and a business owner and finding the rhythm in both. And there was like child care changes and schedule changes that came up, which now I can say, I feel like I handle those with ease and calm. But when they were starting and happening, it was not easy, nor was I all that calm. You know, it was like this anxious feeling all the time in this, oh shit, now I have to reschedule this call with my client and they're going to be pissed. Like, and none of that actually was true, but my brain and my body was tensing up. And now going through this like plateau formation like sturdy foundation that i was developing i can handle so much more watch be careful what you wish for right i can handle so much more with greater ease which then now allows like it it grows my capacity but before i had to just like be in the capacity if that makes sense
0: yeah. And I would love to hear a bit more about how you got from that space of feeling stuck, feeling stressed, feeling overwhelmed to a space of, huh, I am actually accepting these obstacles, these challenges, these redirections with grace. I know how to handle mm-hmm. this. Do you have an awareness? Was there anything you did in particular that
1: got you to the space of being able to Handle the situations a bit differently, yeah, one of the th- things is like I really learned how to get in tune with my body, which is actually it's its own program that I went through in coaching to uh, called positive intelligence and now I offer it to my coaching clients because it changed my life so much. like learning how to be with yourself so often we aren't even aware of the the way that we're feeling so then we can't articulate what it is that we're wanting or needing. So if you can like really grow the muscles to slow down, and it's not even like this, like stop the earth, like stop the world from spinning, slow down, but just like for a moment, take a breath and be with yourself and get really i and like, oh, sh-. I am feeling overwhelmed right now. It's normal and it's okay to feel overwhelmed right now. And what can I do? So it's been, it's been this like slowing down and being with myself and, and remembering too, like there's actually not a rush. Um, there's no rush. And what, what it's really brought me to is this, what I help so many people with too, expectation versus reality. And so I help, I learned and now help people accept. The reality of what is. Because so often, and where I was getting just all stirred up about things was like this expectation. And what expectation is, is it's really another form of comparison. And what comparison is, is it's really just our ego telling us something here is not enough. But when you're in your reality, you can have gratitude for what is, which shuts off the ego, and it helps you, like, be neutral about the circumstance that you're in. And then when I say, like, accept your reality, I'm not also saying settle for your reality. That's not the message either. The message is, okay, like, standing firmly with where you are, taking a clear look around, clear eyes, and then asking, what is my desired reality? And how can I make that happen? Knowing right now where I am is also really great too. Like I have enough here and now.
0: Yes. So important. I love that you touched on that and it just goes along so perfectly with what you shared about prior to launching Founder and probably some other things that you have going in your coaching business. You had this period where things felt a bit off. Things felt a bit stuck. (laughs) And you met yourself where you were, right? You saw, okay, I'm feeling stagnant. I'm going to find some tools and some some support to help me hold myself in this space and to not try to escape it and run away from it as quickly as possible, right? This right. acceptance of where we are and recognizing that it has a powerful, that it has powerful wisdom to share mm-hmm. with us. That What is that quote from Boredom Breeds Creativity or something like that, right? I'm not good with remembering quotes, but um, we'll look it up. We'll look it up later. (laughs) And um, I think that just really, really speaks to speaks volumes about your level of self trust and your trust in the universe of I'm exactly where I am meant to be right now. And it's with rooting down into where I am now that I am going to be able to flourish later. You know, you know, I love the seasons and the cycles. And I talked about that on episode two. So if anyone wants to revisit and learn a little bit more about that, it's the same concept of looking to mother nature. And if we didn't have fall, autumn, where the leaves are dropping, where temperature's cooling, where there is less sunlight during the day, you know, and we didn't have winter this time to go inward and to hibernate. And to have stillness, then we wouldn't be able to have the beautiful buds of spring. we wouldn't have the flourishing, thriving, lush summers that we get to see. I don't know what would what would occur and what would happen, but yeah. you know it's 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 these dormant periods of our lives that I think really enable us to birth some pretty magical, fantastic things as you've done. One thing I wanted to ask you. Well, there's a few things I want to ask you. So one of them is, though, you mentioned to me before we started recording that Founder Magazine is your celebration of living through what you preach. And so I would love
1: to hear a little bit more about what it is you do preach, right? Yes. So within Founder, the program, which is like this journaling experience that helps you shut off the noise go within, really get clear on what am I the founder of, whether it's your life, your business. Like what do I really want here? I have a little video in there that's called, but how, and it's a non-negotiable that as you go through this program and as you coach together with me, like, but how is not in your vocabulary because those words alone can be the things that stop you and then combine together. They just slow you down. And actually today I just made a post that said, but how does not get you the flowers? Like I was sent flowers, total surprise from somebody in the release of this magazine. And the truth is with founder, the magazine, I have no clue. Still, as I released it, I don't know what a lot of things are that I will learn. Like, I don't know how to do parts of it, but I'm figuring it out. And that is the thing that stops people dead in their tracks. And it it truly breaks my heart when like that's what people get caught up on because I see it, you know, like, and I think that's part of our gifts as people who mentor people and our coaches is it's so easy for me to see what you could create, how you could be living in this world. And that's great if I can see it, but you need to see it too. And the thing that clouds our vision of it is the question but how and I think it's beautiful to ask how and I think so much of the things we say to ourselves it's not even the things that we say to ourselves that we should or shouldn't say but is it's like what is the tone of the question are you saying like but how like with your hands on your hip with like this victim-y kind of whiny tone or is it like hmm wow, how could I do this? And like, that's totally a different energy and feel. And so this experience of putting this thing out in the world is there are so many times where I would ask my husband, I would literally say, PJ, is this stupid? Is this so stupid? And he gets to, as being my husband, as you know, your husband too, he probably hears all of your ideas. And we have many, we have so many ideas. And like, some of them are good and some of them are maybe just let's put them on the back burner. So I know he he said this and meant this lovingly, but he's like, of all of the your ideas that you've ever had that you've ever questioned, this definitely is not a stupid one. You have got to do this and you've got to put it out there. And I'm like, okay, I'm not really sure how, but okay. And it's like just letting the pieces come in. I like, There's the question of how, but it's not the thing, like it didn't cloud my vision. It forced me to open my eyes and become resourceful and curious. And that's where I help people. And that's where I just, I want to hold people's hand and be like, let's go, let's go. The how is fine. It'll figure it out and you become the how. And once you have one iteration of how, the next how will become, like the how gets to be refined, but it will never even start if you don't start.
0: I love the phrase you become the how so not that question out not but how you become the how right it's your power it's your desire it's you initiating that gets to deliver what wants to be born into the world and as you said like we initiate one thing and we figure out the the next step in front of us and then we keep moving and another question arises and we figure that one out too Right. Yes. It's so true that when we let fear get in the way, we let the voice of the inner critic get in the way. Right. We are trying to protect ourselves from risks and from hard work because we feel stressed and pressed for time. And there's so much going on in the world. And so, how can we possibly do this other thing too? And there's so much to learn about it. And I think the other beautiful thing is looking for support of others. There's always people who are there to cheer you on or to fill in the skill gaps. Right. Like this podcast is something that. I've wanted to do for over a year. I had started writing my intro and all of these things, you know, last year, Mm -hmm. had it ready to go. And then when it came to selecting the background music and certain tech questions, I kind of just threw up my hands and was like, "Okay, not right now. I don't have the energy. And then eventually I got to the space of ask for help. What you don't want to figure out yourself or what you don't think you can figure out efficiently, you know, what doesn't light me up guaranteed there is someone around in the world or someone that i know that would be happy to support me that would be happy to help me create the
1: how right they're a part of right. that
0: equation too yeah
1: yes and so okay i love you son equation because there's like a formula to the how right it's like the vision the tenacity and the creativity and so with your tech questions and the music questions those are the things that you're just like uh not today pause pass no thank you but now you're at this place where like you're more willing to be tenacious because not being tenacious for it to create it is getting more painful it's getting harder to not create this in the world and two is like just because you have the tenacity doesn't mean you're the one to do it sometimes being tenacious is Asking and being resourceful of like, who can help me or who can do this for me or with me or mentor me or guide me or show me? Yes. So good. I love that.
0: Okay. So one other question I have for you. Now, I mentioned you are what I feel is just the ultimate creator. You are artistic. You're always painting walls in your house, doing different (laughs) projects, creating cool outfits and taking pictures of them, repurposing everything and anything under the sun. You are this creator. You have all of this vibrance and vitality about you. And I see you following your inspiration and ideas. Now, there are plenty of people out there who have so many ideas, so many things they want to do, so many desires. But then, as you mentioned, the but how gets in the okay. way and then they don't. Right? That little voice, that narrative creeps in of all the reasons that you shouldn't or why it would be hard or why it would create a headache in your life. And so you don't. You are one of those women that I know you have an idea and then you just bring it into the world. You follow your desire. Have you always followed your inspiration and ideas or is this something that you learned somewhere in your life is it something that shifted for you at some point or is it just innate to who you are and this is just the magic of being kelly
1: <laughs> oh that's a great question i'm thinking i think okay i know it's always been there within me and i have hit it like i've always been in arts and craft little diy girl like i had a um I had a job in high school that I worked at a craft shop and like I was in heaven. I could bead bracelets all day long. That's what I love. I love making things with my hands. And for the longest time, I considered myself dorky for that. It's just like this child because I wasn't in sports. I wasn't in Mm -hmm. like I'm not athletically gifted, but I will compete against a timer like nobody's business and I will win. Um, athletically, I wasn't, I didn't always find this way of fitting in, but I loved when I was little, just tinkering, tinkering and farting around, (laughs) like just like put, putting around, like just doing things, creating with my hands. And I would say I've always been that way. And also it's been more recent that I've owned fully that it's okay to be that way. And I think one of the things that I think about is what if the truest, most joyful way of living is actually living with less thoughts, like not thinking. And that's what makes me think of my dad. My dad, when he was alive, he passed away seven years ago. But when I was younger, we butted heads like we got along. Yes. And there's maybe more friction between him and I than there was with he and my mom. Um, But You know, now that he's passed and the relationship lives on and continues, I see like my gift of being his daughter was witnessing, and I say this with so much love, witnessing somebody just do what they felt like without really giving a shit of what anybody thinks. Like whether it was him changing his shirt in a parking lot, (laughs) which was super embarrassing, or like he would be out shopping he was really great at woodwork and things like that he would from his brain create a pattern from seeing something in a store i don't know that he ever bought patterns for any of like the woodworking things he made maybe he did but what i saw or at least remember was i see this i'm going to create it and that's the way i think it's innately in me and All that I witnessed growing up, even with my mom, too, I always have this thought when I'm shopping, like, oh, I can make that myself. (laughs) There are some things like I just love to be the creator and maker of, too, because it's fun. Why not have fun?
0: Totally. I love that. And so it sounds like your dad was a founder, too, in his own way, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that he's really inspired you in many ways to really live your life fully. You said something about thinking less thoughts or living your life with less thoughts. And to what I feel like is the second part of that statement is live your life with less thoughts, but with more experiences, with more doing, with more creating the things that make you happy, that make you feel engaged in life, because that's what I see you doing in everything that you put out into the world, in the way that you listen to people talk and answer everything with the question, but what if? Right. Like <laughs> you really invite people to seek out what is possible in their lives. And you are such a beautiful example of that because you mm-hmm. completely are always exploring what's possible and just doing it right. Don't yeah. think about it too much. If the desire is there, let me try and do it.
1: And OK, so and one of the things you and I have talked about, too, is uh, like just generational healing and love and knowing the people of your family. And with that too, when you know more about your roots, about where you came from, your eyes are more open, but then you also get to carry it further. And so kind of sharing the example of like with my dad, I remember him saying often, like I can just hear his voice saying, I don't know, I just did it. That's kind of how I feel about a lot of the work that I do is, I don't know, I just do it. And yet to carry that torch further. Is while I still am like I don't know I just did it I just it's just like what I do. There's also this pause and that's different. Not everybody just does, and to like celebrate that about yourself too, which then I know will somehow in some form or fashion help my kids and help their kids. You know, like just continue to be these people who just do what they want to do and live their life without. Overthinking, but yet with greater intention at the same time. Yeah, I love that.
0: Okay, I have two final questions for you before we wrap this up. So, one of them is what advice would you have for people who are seeking to be the founder of their lives in one way or another? Like, what would it mean to be a founder of your life and how do you do
1: it? Mm, Bethany. That's a great question. Okay. My, I don't know if it's advice or thought is it's so much closer and more innate in you than you think, which is also hard, (laughs) which is also like then like the how, right? Because we're so blind to, again, seeing what comes innately to us as a gift. And so one, it's so much closer to you and within you than you're realizing and two it's a tuning out a lot of the noise like we are in such a lively loud world which is beautiful and then it gets to a tipping point where it's all too much it's all too loud and so to learn and begin practicing like consciously practicing getting familiar with yourself and even just like the simple statement of like what do i like Like asking yourself, because there's sometimes I ask clients like, well, what do you like? And they're like, hmm, like the things that we think are simple questions are often also the most profound ones. Like, what do you like to do? What do you just do that comes easily? Or what makes you feel good? Because the thing that we're the founder of, often why we resist it is because it's actually so simple that we think it has to be hard or it has to be complicated. But it's not
0: wonderful advice. I love that. I think it, again, supports what you said about less thoughts, right? Live your life with less thoughts and just get out there and do it because it's closer Mm -hmm. than you think. Don't cloud yourself with all of the the roadblocks, right? We can create so many roadblocks and we don't need to, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Thank you for that. I feel like that's going to be so helpful to so many people to hear. And Mm -hmm. the last question what I believe will be a question that I will ask all of my guests on the podcast is what is a little scrap of magic in your life?
1: Mm, that's a great question. Um, there's so many. I'm gonna probably start to cry. So I'll say two of them. One scrap of magic is just like that first sip of coffee in the morning. Just delights me to know it. Like, how do I get out of bed? coffee Coffee. and it's not like coffee all day it's like that first sip so good we are on the same page in this that is heaven that's heaven right yes what's ever and when you get
0: the really good coffee beans from the good coffee shop and then it's extra magic right yes
1: yeah like the other week i or this past weekend i had some family over and i hosted so i made the coffee at my house but it was a new kind of coffee. And I was sitting next to my cousin and my aunt was talking and I was like, who made this coffee here? It is good. (laughs) Like tooting my own arm She and we started to laugh about it because it's, there's like, there's nothing better than good coffee. And the other little scrap of magic I would say is just, this is a big scrap of magic too, getting to watch my kids be themselves is so entertaining. In a, a whole loving way.
0: Yes, I could not agree more. And it's a beautiful invitation and lesson to be more ourselves, more mm-hmm. in our element, more in our magic. You know, I feel like our children are so close to the veil. They're so close to mm-hmm. the spirit world. At least that's my belief system yep. and how I feel about it. And so they are so in full ownership of their goofiness. And their quirkiness and their anger and their Mm. sadness and their desires. And like you said, that is such magic. There is so much inspiration to take from it. And I feel like it goes along so well with our conversations in the episode today about being a creator of your life, being the founder of your life, taking action on the things that make you happy, on the things that make you feel alive and children are such a beautiful example. You know, they are the people that we can often look to to gain that inspiration. So I love that. I love that little scrap of magic. So as we wrap up, is there anything that you feel in your heart right now or on the tip of your tongue that you would like to leave our listeners with today?
1: Mm. Yes. Ooh. I don't know how it ties in, but this word that comes up, I think it's like my favorite word right now, is you are resourceful. Every single day, I acknowledge my kids in some form or fashion for being resourceful because I feel like that's a lost capability, which, like, that elevates our trust. I'm like, I can figure this out. I am resourceful. And that's, like, resourcefulness is creativity. It's patience. It's not, like, the world isn't crumbling in front of you. you. You're okay. I love that so much. I think that's beautiful advice,
0: a beautiful reminder to take into your day. You are resourceful.
1: And resourceful is like so hot. You're so hot when you're resourceful. So (laughs)
0: hot, so sexy.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like it really is.
0: Because I think my husband is extremely resourceful. And I've got to say, I feel like in certain situations I am, but really in all the situations he is resourceful. They are the situations where I am not, you know, I'm sure I'm resourceful Mm -hmm. in other situations where he is not. And I don't recognize it always. I recognize it when I'm in distress and in need of someone else. But it is sexy when he is taking control and he's solving a problem and he's being creative like it is sexy. So thanks for pointing that out. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, You're Um, welcome. You're welcome, Mike. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go tell him how resourceful and sexy he is now. <laughs> Tip for any of the listeners, just think about the resourceful people in your life and go tell them how sexy they are. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Unless
0: it's your teacher or your boss. <laughs> all right. Well, Kelly, as we know, we could just stay on here and chat all day like we normally do on our favorite app, Marco Polo, that keeps <laughs> us connected across the states. I should be a sp- I should be there. No, they should be my sponsor. I should be an affiliate for them somehow
1: somehow they should benefit from you they should we'll get that going
0: um we will part ways now thank you so much for coming on the show being my first guest it was so fun to have you where can our listeners find you where can they learn more about you what's the name of your podcast all of those wonderful things and i'll put them in the show notes too
1: okay live well with Kel is where i'm at on my website on instagram on facebook and then founder the magazine just had to have its own entity so founder the magazine is also on instagram and then my podcast is called what if a podcast rooted in love joy and wild possibility Mm -hmm. sounds so good
0: and it is so good so encourage you to hop on over to Any of those platforms, listen to Kelly's podcast if you liked what she had to say here today. And thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Thank you so much for spending your time with me today. It's such an honor to be invited into your space. If you love today's show, subscribe and leave a review so you don't miss anything. And if you're ready to create some magic in your life right now, if you're craving a return to the energy and innocence of your inner child, then our Flower Child Retreat, October 7th through the 9th in Logan, Ohio, is just what your soul needs. Your inner goddess is invited to activate her essence while immersed in luxury summer camp vibes. Picture yourself hopping in the heated saltwater swimming pool, waking to yoga, sound baths, and meditations. Nourishing your body with beautiful organic foods and lounging in the hot tub with soul sisters at this incredible forested oasis. Head to littlescrapsofmagic.com. That's my website, and then click Flower Child Retreat at the top to learn more and book your room. And as a thank you for being a listener, you can pop in the code Little Scraps of Magic and receive 10% off your spot. Thanks for listening, and have a magical day.